So what did, how far are you pushing your stand-up right now, man? What are you looking um, at? It's, it's really funny. I'm glad that we're talking about it. I've, um, I, I, I made it. I had a buddy who actually was like, bro, and it's, it's actually due to, to come up in two weeks to just enroll in, I think it's Raw Comedy, or it's one of the, the comedy yeah, festivals yeah. for next year. Yeah, Raw's coming up. Yeah. So if, got all I, the heats and the so if I actually sign up, then yeah. I'm like, shit, okay, let's write something. Yeah. Um, Raw is tough. I know someone that got through to all the heats of that. I yeah. did Raw back in the day. Really? Yeah, when I started out. Okay. So first time I did my stand-up, it was at the local, crushed it. Everyone's like, bro, you're a little too good for someone doing his first gig. <laughs> yeah. Second, I was like, cool, I'm going to reinvent it. I was at the comedy comedy club or co- comedy, comedy lounge. lounge. Yeah. And I did it, and I was like, I did all this different material. And um, and people go, hmm, right. Yeah. And then I'm standing there, and the barman goes, you know, Dave Hughes was booed off stage the first time he went up? <laughs> and I was like, why is he telling me that? And I was like, oh, because you bombed, because you sucked. <laughs> and You, you know, suck. And then that big oh, hook. It's such the a hook comes tough, out the curtain. Such a tough industry. Yeah. Um, and then comedy, dude, stand-up comedy is, I think, harder than, in all the elements of this shit. If you're in a band, then you suck. Eh, you've got like 30, three other dudes with you. You know what I mean? You can get away with it. You bluff it for a 30-minute set, and then you walk away like, big fuck. Yeah, they might boo you, and then that's the end of it. But comedy, because it's just you. You know, and if it's not a caricature, if it's not like an over-the-top impression or you know persona, mm. if it's just you, then people take it as you. Oh man, I love it. It's like free counselling. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you have to listen to me. Hold on to your hat. Yeah, I'm gonna say some weird shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be real and educational, and at the same time make you go, "What did he say?" Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, the third time was raw comedy, yeah. and I did it, and I I had these two um junkies, I guess, in the front seat, <laughs> and they came up and they were like, "Man, that was so good." And I was like, "You could see where I was going with that." And there was a professional comedian who'd actually done something who was around there, and he goes, "And I overheard him. He didn't realize I'd walked out to this the front entrance yeah, door. Yeah. I think I was trying to run away." <laughs> um. And he goes, "What was that? I have no idea what that was." Like I went yeah. next level. I was like, "And I was walking down the street, and then I saw." this dog and I jumped on his back and I started riding like the wind <laughs> and then I and I'm like I'm, you know turn into this this baby turns into this Hulk thing because it got angry and it's picking up trams and um, yeah anyway wow yeah, the, the people that were high were like, bro, <laughs> you took us somewhere. Um, but yeah, it didn't work. So, um, <laughs> mm, bombed a lot and wow, it really messes with your psyche. Yeah, it does. Mm. But, but now I just breathe. We'll go and have a, you know, sit in the cold ocean for So what are you going to do? Minutes. What's your ne- your stand-up thing? What, what do you actually see yourself doing? Observational shit or... Um, I think it's... Just telling stories. Uh, I think it might be... I think because I've got a, a buddy who does comedy. He's like, mate, just just tell your stories about shit that happened. Yeah. You know, tell people about that orgy. Tell people about that, <laughs> that one time that this thing happened or that thing happened. And um, But I sort of like the idea of... Um, I was calling it like rat in a cage was one. Rat or, in a cage? Yeah, like a rat in a cage. I don't know why. That was the, the working title. Um, another time it was um, from Africa, young, dumb, and full of cum. Okay. Um, and now I, I'm more along the lines of life education and, and talking about relationships and between boys and girls and what you're told about life and the realities of life um, and just sort of point out some of that stuff. You know, I don't know. Maybe it'll help someone. I've always said that, that, you know, they need to do more pre-education about the real world. Big you time. Know. We're so lied to. Christmas, Easter. Oh, look at you. You're so amazing. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> Everyone loves you so much. And then you grow up. People don't even look at you. No, thank you for fuck. And it's like, whoa, we got way too much attention 
as babies. Yeah. <laughs> we need to start stepping back from that. But you, you literally pander to, to your 17, 18, 19, especially if you're an immigrant kid, you're pandered to, to your okay. 35. Yeah, you guys have got you know it sweet, man. People looked at me and said, well, why, why are you living by yourself? Yeah. yeah. You're not you're married. Not, you're not supposed to work, <laughs> move home, leave yeah. out when you're 32. Literally. Dude, literally. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're just looking at you like you're a freak. It's like, dude, because I wanted independence. Yeah. You know, I want to do my own thing. Right. I think, as far as pre-education, I think... We've said it before. They, in a, you've got to go to high school and start telling people how to get home loan, how to how to deal with getting a job. Unbelievable life education. Life education. I actually approached um, uh, life being it at one stage and saying, like you, you know, a potential board game. Yeah, that's like life education. Like how to get a route. And I'm fucking legit with that. A girl <laughs> or a guy. How do I get pick up someone? Um, As in courting. And like, courting, totally. Yeah. You can't um, teach charisma, though, dude. Yeah, you, you can't, but you can you can certainly practice walking up to someone saying, hi, my name's... That's just manners. Sure, but it's still practice. Yeah. And it's actually like... At, they should teach manners in school. They should definitely teach I'm manners in think, school. Like, I'm just trying to remember, like, going back, you know. Mm. I mean, we're, we're students of the, the, the day when we didn't have iPads and laptops in every classroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when, when yeah. I finish, now, dude, kids in primary school have got tablets. Yeah. They don't have works as exercise. It's crazy, hey? It's crazy. Yeah. When I left primary school, we just started getting computers in, like oh, those wow. iMacs, you know? Yeah, wow. So we're not that far apart. Uh-huh. So I'm just, I'm just thinking, did they actually teach us courting and like, you know, just... Well, it's back to that thing I said earlier, actions. It's what I love about all our rules in society. They were made up a long time ago, and people were like, don't chew with your mouth open. Boy, stop it! I fucking told you time and time fucking... If you do that, I'm going to send you the... It's like... You know, yeah. it's like, instead, boys, can you just come over here for a second? Yeah. So, so what are you doing there? Okay. And do you think there's anything wrong? Yeah, we shouldn't miss. Yeah, you shouldn't. And so what would you do if I was you? <laughs> uh, probably send us to the... Pr- okay. Is that what I should do? Well, no. Well, so why wouldn't I? Well, I don't know. I guess it's just because of... Oh, okay. Well, how about this? Could you? Could we find a place where you can play and it'll be... Yeah, okay. How about we do it then so you don't do it? Cool. Like, that's... <laughs> you know, that's business that's manners that's you know all my friends that i have now they have manners and and i didn't realize how many people in my life um didn't have manners dude my thing comes down to manners and respect yeah simple as that you can disagree with me we can come from different way of life so many people can talk it though but then when you actually see them in the heat of the moment so to speak dude you can pull them up on anything it's it's, it's just like going whoa man you 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 walk the walk yeah but um but yeah i'm not seeing it necessarily so, how do you not have like a brood of adopted kids around you? Seriously, me, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I need to see like a brood of like mixed race kids just all like in your apartment. You know what I mean? You've got the hemp cloak. You know what I mean? He's a kid from Zimbabwe. He's a kid from Siberia. You know, what? it's really it surprised me because I've been coaching. You know, for the last this business has been sort of a year and a half, hitting the two year mark of just doing one on ones. Yeah, because I was like, you know, group classes, everyone's missing out, and so I was like, if I can come up with something that works for everyone, and that was the plan. And about five years in. Of doing this, I was like, "Yeah, it's not going to work." <laughs> Everyone's too different. Oldest student? How old's your oldest student? Oh, oldest I've had is seventy-three. Really, seventy-five? What were they looking to do? As in, become an actor? Just straight from the ground up? Or oh yeah, you hadn't done anything. Okay. Yeah, got a, it's the fastest person we've ever got a showreel together in four weeks. A showreel? Showreel. Got him a showreel in four weeks. He had an agent in probably eight weeks. How? And he had his first TVC audition. And, oh, mate, it's just how I roll. We get the job done. That's a crazy turnaround, dude. 
Yeah, man. Crazy. I've, I've, got, I've got a, a full-time course that I'm organizing, and we're going to do it in 14 weeks, and we do 100 hours. 100 hours in 14 weeks. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Um, youngest, youngest student but, you've but, ever had. But here's the difference, though. They, these guys are going to have, like, all this footage. Yeah. Hours, like 20 plus scenes, you know, plus filming like a, so they're in front of the camera and that's why they get a scene and they have to learn it quickly. I'm like, they can womp anyone because it's like, man, I did this for a hundred hours and it's like, yeah, it's in me now. It's automatic. It's like riding a bike. I can just do it. Um, youngest, I had a school, um, and I, I taught 10 year olds and the stuff that I teach, I don't, I don't teach kids. Okay. Um, why? Because you feel like, I mean... Look, I, I will be able to, like, with the with the online stuff, I will be able to, because it's five measurement tools, they're non-judgmental, you just tick a box. Yeah. So you notice what you're doing, opposed to, what does the character, all that sort of, yeah, you know, velvety yeah, stuff, yeah. Um, palaver, <laughs> yep. um, you know, so many, you must, I remember being on say, you must impinge the character, do you know what I mean, impinge? Emote. And you're like, how do you do that? And so, oh, that's right, you don't actually do it. No. Okay, not even an actor. <laughs> You don't, you've never actually had to learn lines for an audition. You don't know what I'm going through right now and the pressure and the stress and I'm thinking about the future and the past and, ah. Uh, um. Fuck him. <laughs> so many friggin'. Acting is the only sport on earth that's taught by people who don't do it. Yeah. That's like, dude, that's like high school, man. You go into high school and you've got a teacher there who's just picked up the book of whatever the fuck yeah. it is. It's like, yeah, yeah. Looking at the answer in the back. Yeah. And, yeah. You're a science teacher today. What? Like. Yeah. See, that's a real issue. I mean, I know when I was young, I was like, I had a lot of out there concepts. Like, I don't think it's fair that I'm being very passionate. I don't think it's fair that men can't have babies. Like, well, I want to be pregnant and have a kid. I think it'd be incredible. Actually, you can do that now. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Fuck that shit. I'm not doing I've, it. I've matured. I stopped smoking weed. <sighs> Yeah, no. childbirth. Kind of, I'm kind Hats of, off to you, ladies. I'm sad that I haven't seen you in that stoner, surfy phase, man. Like long hair and shit. Yeah, oh, bro. As soon as a roll comes in, I'm gonna pop around. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, what's going on? I just want to like, see that look. Dude. Who is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that there were that those that I didn't realize that there were those many layers, man. Like to everything that you do, it's just this combination of like your life experience and what you've done and all this shit. And you've really, like I said, man, you've come back to this life coach sort of shit. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know, it's impressive, man. It's nice to know that you've gone in through the system, come out, and you're actually a better person for it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, wow. <laughs> Wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> but yes, in hindsight, I guess it was the best thing that happened to me. Um, but geez, it was horrible, man. Dude. Th- couldn't couldn't sleep at night. There's a thousand ways it could have gone, man. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I did, I had bad thoughts. And like I said, I thought about running away. And yeah. Wouldn't say suicidal, but yeah, definitely I had thoughts. Yeah. They were just like, hmm, I wonder if I... And then I started going, whoa, bro. Um, and of course, when you're in, I understood what it was to be a homeless person because I was in my head. I was like, I might just go do that. Um, and I'd see these guys on the street and, um, and I can see how easily that can happen. Cause here's the thing, you know, like famous people, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, oh man, you just do this and this and this. It's really easy when everything's going great. 
to look good, to dress well, to take time, to have manners, to be polite, to, to, to get enough sleep, to do everything right. When you're on top, it's much easier. When you're down low, your reactiveness for fight or flight response is just through the roof. And so you're just burning shit down. People trying to help you like, fuck off. Like you can't see it because you're so down and out. And so what do you do? You reach for pleasure. Sex, booze, drugs. And um, and I think that's really sad. Um, and so, yeah, if, if I can show people some stuff, um, get in in the cold water, man, for 30 or 40 <laughs> minutes in the middle of winter, tell you what, your brain cannot think about that's the future or the have past. Have you got a blog anywhere or a book? Like a blog, blog material. Oh, yes, I've actually written, I've written something. Um, yeah. You should get it up and out. Yeah. I reckon there'd be people in the market looking to publish that sort of stuff for you, man. Yeah, look, um, I, I've got a lot of a lot of, um, and, I, and I've always known all this stuff as well. To be honest, <laughs> you know, people are like you need to do something in your life. And I'm like, no, I'm cr- I'm cruising along, like, but I yeah. know where I'm headed. Um, but I do need to pull my finger out. Um, you know, when I lost my dad last year, it was like, I just uh, and looking after mum, I just my mojo just went, Ugh. yeah, because life just became something else, and I found myself sitting around for, you know, I say I do an hour of power. I was doing five hours of power. I was getting up early and just doing exercises to get me to stop, you know, thinking. Essentially, it's it's what happens, man. Like when I was looking after my mum, she went through a thing, you know, about two years ago, man, and for at least eight months. There's nothing else going on. Like, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're put in that situation, everything else gets muted. It's, 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 really, yeah, it's un- unbelievable. Like, even yeah. my, my sex drive yeah. vanished. Like, I, was like, I wasn't even jerking off. Um, oh, and, dear God. Yes, dear God. You're a man. You need to speak to someone. Yes. Um, and, but, you know, that's concerning for you at a time when you yeah. go, I don't feel sexy. I don't feel like picking up people. I don't feel like jerking off no i'm just not there yeah. like you're like wow man you've you've been you've, you know it's like a dog <laughs> it's been clipped um and so you really feel this energy that that you lose when you lose libido and people lose libido for life and i'm saying you know what there's other ways to get it back and it's faster and healthier and you don't need that to really do those me. things the idea of losing libido for life yeah you've lost but dude, it, it happens with people all the time. I mean, I'm sure it must have happened for you through your life. You know, there's times where you're just like, I've got nothing in the tank. I'm done. I'm emotionally bankrupt or I'm so hurt by X, Y, Z. Um, the stories that we tell ourselves, the people we hang around with, the books we read really does shape that. Dude, passion is key to everything as far as I'm concerned, man. Like mm. if you lose passion for shit, you're done. Yeah. You don't have anything that you're... You might have the most boring, mundane job in the world. But if you have something that you're passionate about in the sideline, the pipe, anything... It's enough to keep you going, man. Yeah. Because you're building everything up around it, and it's fine. You know, you've got your escape. You've got your thing you're driving towards. Well, isn't, isn't life a bit odd? Like, you know, we're born <laughs> here, and, and, and when you're a child, you're like, you need to do this and this and this and think about this. And then as you get older, you go, those guys didn't know what they were doing. And what made them feel better was telling other people what they should do. Yeah. A little bit. No shit. Um, because let's face it, we all, okay, cool, I got a job now, okay, I can pay, I can quite shelter. Yeah. I and, can, and I can, and yeah. I can buy food. And isn't it funny how we hunt now? We get a basket, we put it in our arm, <laughs> chicken, ham, salami. What animal does salami come from? <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, we've got all our veggies and all our animals and, you know, um, the fresh eggs from the, yeah. it's all there and it's so convenient. I don't even have to leave my building. I yeah. get a level one and pop out. Like it's it's <laughs> such a wang. Um, so yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> 
Wow. We've, we've, we've basically built up this world of convenience where we've shortcutted everything. Yeah. So everything's at our fingertips. Anything, man. Booze, sex, friendship. Like, you know, you don't need to physically go see Greg anymore. You just text him and you've supplemented that friendship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, texted him. He's the, fine. The, the human connect has got... So then... We're going cyborg. What are we doing with all this, like, saved time? Check shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone's still so busy, aren't they? Yeah. I'm so, nothing. I'm so busy. You couldn't write back to me. Oh, I'm just so flat out. You're an influencer. <laughs> All right, you don't do it. You live with your parents. Back to the influencer. You, you, you get some product, and then you dress up. <laughs> like, you get dressed anyway. And then you take a photo with it, and you write something. And, you, oh, my God, I love this product so really much. Good, it's incredible. You? Well, I'm he, gonna, I'm here's gonna the thing. I, I promoted a lot of... I had a column when I was on Home and Away <laughs> in Clio magazine. I wasn't writing it. Really? I started out writing it, but I was such a slow typer. <laughs> they didn't have Dictate then, because so I'd never used a computer before. I was such a slow typer that I was like, guys, I'm just so busy. I can't get into you. So I'd start calling them saying, oh, can you say this stuff? And they started producing. And I'd read it and go, what the hell? It sounds like a woman's talking. It was, because she was writing it. And I just started going, okay, well, that's fake. And then, <laughs> and then I'm wearing this fancy suit. Well, you borrow it. So that's fake. And then you've got to return it. How long did that column you know, go for? What's that? That column. How long did it go for? Oh, it was only a few months. Okay. How many yeah. of the how many of the how many of the publications would you say were from your hands or from someone else? Oh, look, like 50, 50? Let, let's, let's say there were seven, maybe or, you know five publications, and um, yeah, I mean, I I did fifty percent. Could you pull the pin on it whenever you wanted? Well, I think that's what happened in the end. I was like, guys, I'm just too busy. Okay. Um, it was mainly because I saw the way they were writing, and I was like, yeah, look, I, I can write well, but it just takes me a long time. Yeah. Um, I was quite proud, actually. I did an article, and they said, advice for girls. And I was like... Oh, my God. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, wait for it. Wait, <laughs> girls in relationship. And I'm like, girls, um, can you imagine eating the same cereal every day? This is my advice. Try all the cereals. <laughs> try all of them. Every single cereal you can get your hands on, you should try it. Throw in a deli small good as well every now and then and be Kransky. Absolutely. <laughs> and then For breakfast. And then the whole idea is that, you know, in relationships, um, or with cereal you see when I grew up as a kid, mum got us every single cereal. So I'd be like in the morning I'd be like, okay, what do I want? Any meeny money, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just to work out and then I'd go, Oh, it's that one and I go, Actually no, I want this one. No. You know, that's it, that's how I'd work it out. But this concept of relationships of saying to girls, because back then it wasn't really, I was like, sleep around, have fun. You know, this concept of girls can't sleep around, it's like, girls should, because then you're going to know what you want. Yeah. And when you do get married, you're not going to be like, oh, if only I tried Fruit Loops. <laughs> if only I tried, you know, Honey Crunch. Um, and and you should. And then when you do go move on, I mean, I'm probably offending so many people. Yeah, go, oh, dude, actually, actually we, get, we have sex when you get married. And I go, cool. Guess what? As an animal, we weren't doing that. Yeah. That's a man-made construct. Yeah, I agree. Um, and there's nothing wrong with man-made constructs, but I prefer to trust nature. Mother Nature has been around for a lot longer than all of it. Dude, how, how many and there's many lessons. How many man-made social constructs can you actually say are positive things? Because remember, oh. racism is a man-made construct. Yes. Okay? Well, yeah, well, I mean, children don't care about that. That's so, what I'm saying. You know, it's like they, telling, they share openly with... not to be prejudiced, that's... 
the reverse of a man-made construct. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I just think it's so back to front. That's what I'm saying. From schooling to business to government. It's like, like, I don't follow all that stuff, I think, because I'd probably want to do something about it. (laughs) But, you know, for me, like, we spend a trillion dollars on war, but then we can't help out our acting industry. What do to, to make films, or we can't get the homeless people off the street, or we can't help people to stop. Like even my big, big one at the moment is, you know, mum's had a counsellor, you know, lost yeah. dad, forty-four years of marriage, and after all this time, she hasn't got better; she's got worse. And what do they give her? Painkillers. Oh, yeah. And what, and what are painkillers? What's the base of it? It's opiate. Yeah, it's heroin. It's all. It's all it's heroin. And so it's addictive. And so she takes it. It doesn't fix the problem. That's no, it. Mask. Masks yeah, it's the mask. problem. And this is okay. There's not a problem with that. How is that not illegal? When there's stuff out there that does fix it. Because it makes money. Exactly. I mean, they've got trials now, St. Vincent's Hospital, using um, magic mushrooms. Yeah. My mum could take magic mushrooms. They grow on the ground. And they're saying when people have a big dose, they're cured from depression and everything for six months to a year. Like yeah. one, one or two doses. It's like one or two. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or the latest thing now is microdosing. You know, and it's like, it's not harmful on the brain or the, or the body. It's, it's, it comes from nature. It, all this stuff. But you're right. We've got to make money. But there's still this mass collective, and I'm really hoping that internet and the the, the, the youth of tomorrow aren't maybe watching too much TV and doing a lot of that stuff so that we're not, you know, that that doesn't continue. It's just crazy now that, like, you draw up the comparison, how I said before, with the uh, fake book and InstaLie and all the commercials out there are set to, you know, put you in this negative state of mind and how you're going to fix yourself. That's like, say, Australia. Then you look at the uh, contrast in America. Every second ad is a pharmaceutical company, man. Mm. You know, are you suffering from depression? Blah, 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 blah. Now try Xanax. You know, and everything is just drugs, man. Like, totally. Billion dollar, trillion dollar industry. But in America, uh-huh. they pump the pharmaceutical okay. industry. Yeah. It's insane. Mm. So then look at all their mass shootings and look at the, the mass racism and, the, and, the, and this the prone... Yeah, violent. But but it's still been run by the guys up the top. Yeah, you know it's all design. It's all by design, and that's I'm like, yeah. can we not see through this? Like it's a bit. It is a bit nuts. Shouldn't have we seen through it like a long time ago by now? I think everyone has, surely. So but they're just. What's the hold up? I know. Is it just? It's, it's, it's maybe we're not talking about it. I don't know. Is it because um, the influencers aren't talking about you, it? You know what I found interesting? Um, I haven't voted before. And I know no, I should, and I'm going to go to prison. Are you registered um, to vote? Apparently. Um, I've just moved house so much, I was always like, oh, man, I missed it. Like, I don't know, can, can I just do it online? <laughs> what electorate am I in? You know, I have like, no idea. Like, make it easy for me. You yeah. don't have to spend all that money to... Uh, I think there was, like, a, the, the, the the gay thing, and they, they did oh, a the, vote. Yeah, the plebiscite, how, yeah. how much did that cost Australia? Yeah, it was like 20 mil. Some, some stupid, 20 yeah. million dollars. Can you imagine how, what they do to our film industry oh, or yeah. to homeless people? Yeah, we do. We to, it up. You know, <laughs> you know, it's 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 there's so much of that stuff. And what always got on my nerves was I'm at school and they're saying you need to save money, you need to do this. And I'm like, but then the people that are running the country are trillion dollars in debt, like in yeah. debt. You know, the country is in debt. Yeah. Any business on earth that is in debt, you go bankrupt. They take your company away from you and they take your house and your car. <laughs> But then the people that are doing, that are running the, are doing that, and, and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant because I haven't done all the research, but I'm just, as a dumb person, just as a child, looking at, <laughs> at the very rough, naive version of what's going on, I'm just like, 
This is insane. When you whittle it down, when you whittle all the, like, the system, democracy in this country, right, and the politics, everything, when you whittle the system down to its bare basics and you look at it through the naive eyes of a child, it's like, this is A, this is B, we get C. Everything is just, what the fuck? Like, that makes no sense. Why are we doing this? Oh, you don't understand. Well, in, in, account, don't understand. in accounting, they call it an asset. A car in a house is an asset. Yeah. But you're paying it off. No, liabilities, too. It's a liability. <laughs> but you're taught by the system that that's actually called an asset. Get a house, get a car, get a mortgage. Yeah, yeah, because you should. And then you speak to someone who's actually successful in that area, and they go, no, nah, that's dumb. <laughs> Why would you buy liabilities? You want to buy assets that you pay You want to get money. a house, you want to get a car, yeah. you want to develop credit rating, you want to get equity, so then you can further invest. So when do I stop working? <laughs> like, yeah, well, I, I've had people say, oh, I don't want to get a positive gear in place you, because it pays you. You will be gainfully employed. Be, because, because of tax. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, you, you don't want to buy something that you don't have to do any work on that actually pays <laughs> You, and it mightn't be much. It might be 25 bucks a week after yeah. all the bills and council rates. Yeah. yeah. But it's like we've been taught that, no, 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 you need to stress the fuck out. <laughs> you need to be stuck in a job that you hate, and you're doing it because you're just trying to keep up. And it is, we're told that by our parents, by our, everyone's telling us to do it. And then we do it. And then we're suddenly like, man, I can't keep up with this mortgage. I'm so, st- I'm not living anymore. I'm not enjoying my life. We lose our hair. What do we do? I need pleasure. So what do we do? We reach for something, well, um, and then the, vis- the vicious cycle with sports bet. <laughs> yeah. And then it, and then it begins. That's that's the other ads: sports bet, oh. gambling, and uh, lottery. Terrible, 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 Dude, terrible that stuff. Is literally TV, man. Oh, literally as far as TV. I'm concerned, that stuff is so bad. You see, my my parents loved to gamble. Yeah. Um, and is that a cultural it, thing or just your parents? Oh, I think it was just Africa. They had six-star hotels. <laughs> so, you know, it was just, it was so, you know, the casinos over there were really, really fun. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, to see that and to work in gaming lounges and I see these pensioners coming in there and they're spending their... Oh, and yeah. I'm emptying the machines and I'm yeah. pulling 10 grand out of... Machine, it's a been few pokies. Yeah, five, six people for the last six hours. Yeah, yeah, there's not even that many machines in there, you know? You're talking, you know, you're 20 to 30 machines in different, I worked at two different venues like that. And you, yeah, it's sad. Um, it, it's, it, and it just amazes me how it's like, oh, Paul, you can't say that. Oh, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> but what about the shit that's actually dangerous? Because that shit isn't dangerous. That's just having a chat. Yeah. Trying to be funny, but when it's dangerous and people are getting hurt and nothing is changing, and it's like you need to vote, and I'm like, yeah, but um, you guys, I, I don't follow it, but all I know is that there was <laughs> some guy running the country, and then some chick came in, and then you, every, and they they're kicking each other out of their own. They don't know about team. That's really concerning. The people that are running it, if if they're not, you, you know, you can watch telly and you see them having those debates, yeah. and they're yelling out, and to me that is terrifying. <laughs> that is just like, how is that an example for manners or Dude, politeness? When, or uh, one of the saddest things is when I went, uh, I was overseas. One of the last times I'd gone, I think it was when I went to Europe, and all my relatives were laughing at me like, "So who's the prime minister of Australia?" I'm like, I got no idea, man. <laughs> okay, right. I got no idea. Uh huh. Because we just changed leaders so many times without our control. Yeah, it was just leadership spills and yeah. And for me, it's stuff like that. So, like, even if I do vote, I need to do all the research. But I'm like, what are they actually going to do? What's changing? 
And, and then it's like, oh, we'll tell you what we're going to do. But then when we get voted in, then we're not going to do it. You know, I so don't know. You lie. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, the, I don't know. So for me, I just, they're, they're I just, lies. I just lies. stepped away. And I know that, that everyone can't just step away from it. But wouldn't it be nice if they did? You know, just to step away from TV, to step away from social media, to step away from, from voting. And just to everyone to just hang out and just have a moment to be still. And then hopefully the mass collector goes, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. We've got, we've got some ideas here. <laughs> you know, we could be doing some really cool stuff. I'd love to see what's in other cultures, man. How far steep they are in, say, reality TV and advertising and all this sort of shit. Like the States is. Well, you know what I mean? Charts. I mean, Indonesia, Jakarta right now, they're getting right into Nirvana and Pearl Jam. And it's great. You're over there and on really? the radio, you're, you're sitting in a restaurant, you get Nirvana playing. That's and tough. I was like, dude, it's full on. It's full on. And I'm like, seeing people with Nirvana shirts. And I'm like, are you guys Nirvana? And they're like, yeah, Nirvana, man. And I'm like, wow. That was probably like us, you know, with American stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure Green Day was, you know, probably a year or two later. And then we're like, oh, man, Green Day. I'd love to hear Silverchair again. Oh, Frog Stomp just comes back on the radio. Oh, gold. Gold. Do you reckon Grunge is going to make a comeback? Like a big comeback? Um, how could it not, right? Well, here's the thing. It is big somewhere. Actually, you know what? How could it not? You're right, because right now we're living in that excess again. You've got all the rappers, even the, like the pop artists are all urban or like big bling sort of over the top characters. It's going to crash. Yeah. The grunge will be back in. Well, all, all I know is that there's earth and then something penetrated and it grows and then we're like, oh my God, look at that. And then it withers away and it dies and something grows, uses that energy to grow from it. Yeah. And it's this lovely... Yeah, the you know, cycle doesn't stop. The cycle doesn't stop. Like, we're going to wear flares again, surely. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. I'm waiting for the big, uh, the jackets from the 80s with the shoulder pads, man. Oh, wow. We're going to go next level. I, I've, got a, I've got a prediction that in the future... <laughs> We're going to wear clothes that look more like um, outfits, like it's the same color shoes, pants, and top. Is it completely color coordinated? Yeah, but like all blue, and you're wearing all red. And, you know, it's just a little bit more like firm fitting, but it also dries you, but it's also warm and cold. So like, a, like a unitard. Sure. <laughs> like a onesie. We're all going to be wearing these onesies. So you have... look like the, the the Martians are coming with the V-neck and the boots, but everyone's going to have their own color. It's bound to happen for a while. You're and at... people go, whoa, you wear... look where active wear is going. You, you picked me up from South Yarra. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a thing, man. <laughs> it's already happening. You know, people wear active wear and they don't get active. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I, that's my, one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. And I think it. as technology steps up, though, go, people go, hmm, those shoes are a bit out there. And it's like, yeah, because they do this. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it's like, Bluetooth. Yeah, why are you wearing that onesie? That's stupid. It's like, because it does this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I might try one of those. That's all they need. That's yeah. all you need. It's got, oh, you can put your Spotify playlist straight into the, uh, oh, yeah. the pockets, you know? Yeah. It just strokes into your thumb. But we're already cyborg. <laughs> yeah. Really. But we're just going to become more cyborg. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, my hip's out. Just We're just putting a new new hip in there. Boom. Uh, my heart's... Yeah. I, I, I worked with a director. I did a, did a film, this um, this rom-com. Hopefully it comes out, actually. It was um, John Jarrett, uh, played my dad. Oh, and then that sex, sex allegation came up. So 2018, okay, so I recent. think we did it. Yeah. yeah. It was due to come out 2018, maybe. Something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, there's a director in, in L.A. And you're saying, oh, I've actually got a heart. My, my heart has been... I've had a new heart made. 
What, like a 3D printed heart? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and he goes, oh, it's only 120,000. What? And so when his his heart goes pop, it's already ready to go. Wow. Do you You reckon you could feel it? As in, if you get, like, say, a 3D heart or a pig's heart put in here, do you reckon you could notice the difference? As in, this or... It's a good question. Have you ever had a car? It's almost like back to chakras. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, like, I mean, if you get an appendage, man, like, whatever it is, if if you put a watch on, if you put, you know, you've got a cast on your foot, anything's different, you physically notice it straight away. Mm. You know, you get a steel pin put in your hand. You notice it. You get a yeah. feeling put in your mouth. You'll feel it around until your brain sort of says, hey, mm. let's just acclimatize to this new sensation, whatever the hell it is. Do you reckon you could feel an implanted heart? Wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. Because, I mean, a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of energy that comes around this concept of the heart. I mean, essentially, that's the... It's the lifeblood, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, that's the thing that did go... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that did go pop. Just like... <laughs> Something happened. I mean, how does that even work, right? Like, mind-blown. Uh, the, the point is, I've got a feeling that we're going to live to 130. And in my head, I was like, man, 86, I'm going to start. I'm, oh. I'm back on the bongs. I won't smoke bongs. I'll smoke joints, I reckon. Um, I'm going to play guitar. Um, and then when I get really old, then I'm going to I'm gonna try heroin. 130? Or, or poppy or some shit. But now I'm like, wait a minute. Because if we can replace things that clap out, I mean, the only reason is because the heart starts clapping out. Or the, you know, this things that start your to... your brain goes as well. Yeah, but you know what? Your brain doesn't have to go. And and they, that's why they're doing. Um, put it this way. Okay, here we go. There was a monkey, right? <laughs> of course, it roaming was. the okay. earth, and then it went, <laughs> <laughs> and it picked up a mushroom and it ate it. Okay, and th- we call them magic mushrooms now. Yeah, and it saw outside of its reality. It saw the spirit world, if you will. Um, you know, people that that take DMT, it's the, the it's the ayahuasca bush, yeah, it's which a psychosis, man. Yeah, um, but because of that, they saw out of themselves. What they've used now, like with mushrooms, they actually there's an intelligence to them. They're actually it's the largest organism on Earth is is a mushroom. It's like okay. three hundred kilometers yeah. big under the earth um and it has this intelligence and what they did in japan was they used it to actually work out their subways and the most efficient way to run their subways really yeah uh what it's doing is it's connecting people's brains uh because it's making them um it just connects more neurons the, the brain lights up when you're taking these hallucinogens. And so what they're doing, is there's actually a trial at St. Vincent's Hospital at the moment um, uh, with this, this lady, Melissa Warner, I, I got to meet her at a, at a seminar. And, uh, and what they're using it for is for people with these things. Because, yeah, what they're finding is that their cognitive stuff is coming back. Um, and I think that's really fascinating. But they've always been there. And people that have, you know, been using these things for thousands of years, they're like, yeah, man. Yeah, it and, works. But then what happened was we came in. And do, do you know they actually tried LSD with soldiers? Yeah. And they, they cancelled they cancelled it because there was a guy who climbed a tree and was feeding a bird. And they're going, well, these aren't the worker ants that we need. So... 
LSD is the devil. Get rid of it. Meanwhile, the Beatles are like, making the the music that is. Everyone's like, the music's so good. It's like, get out of here. They created phasing. You know, the the effect of phase. You got flange. Flange. The flange effect, yeah? Right. I don't know where I come from, a flange or something else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know where you went. Dude, the flange effect was created because Paul McCartney and John Lennon were fucked on LSD. And you get the effect by, by playing two two signals of the uh, same thing slightly ajar, you know, okay. slightly delayed. So you get that uh, sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. They were fucked when they created it. Okay. Dude, the flanging, flange effect Bro, is huge. I, iPhone, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Oh, actually, he wasn't the technical guy, but yeah, I mean, yeah, apparently yeah. he gave out instructions on how to microdose. Really? LSD. Okay. At his funeral. At a fu- really? At, at his funeral, yeah. Okay. And that's what he contributes his being able to think bigger. Yeah. So, because it's uh, all it's sense. doing is connecting more brain neurons. Look, and the brain, so people can see outside of their situation. We've figured out a certain percentage of the brain, man. Like, mm. we haven't ta- and then you get these freaks, either these, you know, virtuoso musicians or these artists or these thinkers, you know, that come out of nowhere. It's like, well, how can they tap into that thing? Well, yeah. something's clicking somewhere. Yeah, they ate a friggin' mushroom or yeah. they drank some tea. <laughs> Like, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, a lot of, I mean, if if you delve deeper into some of this stuff, I saw this this big picture of um, uh, Jesus, and then then people are going, this photo's from, like, way, way, way back, and you see these pictures behind it, all these big-ass mushrooms, yeah, and they're like, uh, what? Um, The Holy Grail is actually a magic mushroom that is shaped in a cup. Wait, okay, is this your theory? Oh, no, no, no. There's so much research on this. Check I've it ne- out. I've, I've, look, I've read yeah. into all this sort of shit. I've never heard that one. Yeah, check it out, man. The Holy Grail the is Holy actually Grail. A, a mushroom. A, a magic mushroom. Because when you eat it, you see God. You see the spirit world. Um, and so the pulmonary gland, and so DMT, when people smoke DMT, which is basically bark and leaves and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just bark, dude. And yeah, it's, that's right. It's, it's bark. bark. It's been done for thousands of years. Yeah, it's bark. Thousands of years. But you can smoke as much as you want, but it's the strongest hallucinogen on earth. Yeah. So DMT is, is a drug that naturally occurs in your body, lots of plants and animals. Um, it's everywhere. The body, the, it breaks it down very quickly. And so what happens is that I believe it's the pulmonary gland that releases it. Your third eye. Yeah. Your third eye. That's right. And so you see the spirit world. See, what I love about some of these breathing patterns, so the hypertropic breathing, because of how you're breathing, you actually create your brain to release DMT. So, I mean, a few weeks back, and this is, and like I said, not a religious guy, but because I was so broken, I saw God for the first time. And now I'm more spiritual and losing my dad. I actually saw stuff that I is so profound. Um, and... Um, and so I think that some of these things can really help people with dealing with death and, and, and all these other things. But by doing the hypertropic breathing, you're actually releasing DMT, and that's where you see stuff. And so a few weeks ago, um, I did this breathing round. So I get cold, and I go sit in the cold, and I do, do these three rounds. And I saw this on the third round, when the DMT has been released, I saw this round eyeball, and I saw Jesus on a cross like this. What the fuck? Yeah, man. And it's like... Yeah. You're like, what? Um, today, I, I did a longer breathing session. I had my eyes closed, and it's blue. You can see the sky. You think yeah. your eyes are open. Okay. How long do these sessions usually take? Um, so I do this with my students, and usually about five to ten minutes. Five to ten minutes? Yeah. Okay. It'll totally change the way that you feel. You're going to peak adrenaline, and then when you walk out into your day, your brain goes, not dangerous. I've already peaked adrenaline. That's not dangerous. 
<laughs> so you become zen, you become focused. Um, the military, they use anti-anxiety breathing, which is box breathing. Yeah. I mean, the military, martial artists, military, dancers, this is going way back, by the way. This is old yeah. information. They've been doing this stuff for a very long time. Breath is known as spirit. Yeah. God, if you will. Yeah. What makes you breathe? Well, I don't know. Something. I don't want to. I'm sick of this life. Something makes me breathe. Something keeps me alive. Um, so I love this concept of if I can breathe in a certain way, I can have a chemical that's released that's called the spirit molecule, and I can see some weird, really crazy stuff and not do drugs. Jesus. It's like creating like serotonin and all that sort of shit, but naturally. Yeah, big time. Forcing your body to do it naturally as opposed to boosting serotonin, like, say, yeah, with fucking drugs or whatever yeah yeah drugs are drugs are scary especially the pharmaceutical ones do you know if you put your hands up like this for two minutes this according to amy cuddy it's a ted talk um that your brain will release testosterone in two minutes if i curl up and be small with my body like we are when every human on earth is upset yeah fetal position yeah you'll you'll create cortisol in two minutes it's a chemical. So you change your body language. You change the chemicals in your brain, which change the way you feel. Okay, this is all news to me. Well, this is this is when I learned that. That's why. That's when I reinvented the the teaching paradigm for acting. Because I was like, wait a minute. And so I've spent the last seven years, to be honest, doing that. And people are like, when are you going to launch this? I'm like, I've got to get it right. I've got to make sure it works for everyone. And I think I'm there. That is huge, dude. If you if you don't get this off the ground, oh, by it's, 2020, I'm it's, gonna it's, crack it's like. Honestly, this this is what gets me up in the morning and keeps me going, and you know what I love love doing, yeah. That's awesome. Mm. All right, dude, I think we have to wrap. Awesome. It's, it's rather late. Yeah, it's tomorrow already. <laughs> How old do you reckon we'll go for? I reckon we're going for two hours and 34 minutes. Two hours, 51 minutes, 30 oh, seconds. Damn, look at us go. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. It's been awesome. Older.